0: Thanks, Paul. It's really cool to be here and uh, be talking to you from L.A. to Pittsburgh. It's like uh, it's L.A.-Pittsburgh one-two punch. I like it. The world's collide, right? <laughs> yeah, a friend of mine filmed a movie in Pittsburgh uh, called American Pastoral um, like a year ago, two years ago. came out in December, and he has great things to say about filming in Pittsburgh. He said it was a blast, so it made me want to uh, to film there someday.
1: Oh wow. a film a film made here that wasn't Ned of the Living Dead, that
0: surprises me. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, Ewan McGregor directed, my friend is uh, Peter Riegert, and uh, he was in the movie, played Ewan's dad, and he just talked a lot about how he went there for maybe two months to film that movie, and the movie didn't do very well, but the experience was great.
1: Always good. So what first inspired you to become a filmmaker?
0: Uh, I have been into movies my whole life. Like when I was six or seven, I was reading Hollywood Reporter and Variety instead of kids' books. I just found it interesting. And so, and I've always loved storytelling. I've always been visual. So in my head, I've always seen things. It's made more sense to me. So, like, I'm visual, I see things. So I just love the idea of putting a story together. I guess I first acted, though. I would do community theater when I was a kid and then by the t- then when I started to figure out how to, that I could use a camera this was before camera phones so when I could when I figured out I could take my dad's uh, little camcorder and play with it and make stuff that's when I started and maybe maybe when I was like in seventh grade or something I started to uh take the theater thing and then act but also be it but also like set up the camera run around and act and then try to figure out how to cut things together. and It became a passion. I just love the storytelling. I love movies. I mean, I love Raiders of the Lost Ark, Jaws. Like These things were just so influential to me. Shawshank Redemption, that one. Storytelling, 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 storytelling. If you can, in two hours, tell someone a great story and then they leave with an impact that could last the rest of their life, I mean, what more do you want?
1: Definitely. It's always good when you find something early on that really inspires you and it sticks with you. It's um very... Very
0: cool. Yeah, I wanted to do, uh, around when I was six, I also wanted to be an archaeologist, but that was just because of Indiana Jones, and then I quickly realized, you know what, I'm probably going to be pretty bad at this, and it's actually not like in the movie, so I'll do filmmaking.
1: Yeah, I can definitely understand that one. I wanted to be an astronaut for a while. I'm like, well, I'm not great at math, so...
0: <laughs> what movie did it? What movie was your, uh, your astronaut movie?
1: Believe it or not, it was Apollo Thirteen. I remember watching that and just thinking how like well made it was and how um, just I I had no idea what, what was actually going to happen because I didn't know too much about the story. So he was just so mesmerized by like um, will I make it or not and I don't know. I, I really like John Ron Howard as a director, so it's um, kind of oh stuck he's,
0: he's a great director. It's just funny that the movie that inspired you to want to be an astronaut is one where everything goes to shit.
1: <laughs> Pretty much it like inspired me, but then like. When I started taking math, I'm like, um, more math in school. I'm like, maybe this is harder than I thought. I'm, I'm not going to be this great hero. I'm going to be the right guy that crashes everybody. So. <laughs> For the sake of... no um, you know Apollo 14. So um, why don't you tell us a little bit about um, your movie, Tar? What's the general plot and idea behind the film?
0: Tar is a whole new world. Another thing I've always loved about movies is when they create new worlds, when you really go to a new place. Not a new place like a fictional world, a new place that could be right in your own backyard. So for me, my backyard is Los Angeles, and there's this thing called the La Brea Tar Pits that's right down the road. I mean, really right down the road, like a couple miles from my house and then a couple miles extra from my office. So there's this thing called the La Brea Tar Pits, pretty famous thing where it's tar in the middle of Los Angeles, a pool of tar that preserved all these old Um, extinct animals like woolly mammoths, saber-toothed tigers, and it's there still. It exists. And I thought, well, I had a bunch of characters, and I had a story I sort of wanted to tell, but I didn't have the world created. And actually, Tim, my writing, who wrote this with me, he thought, well, maybe we could use the tar pits and incorporate all these characters and stuff and do that. And then I thought, oh, hell yeah. So then... The concept of which was a creature that is dormant in the La Brea Tar Pits is awoken by man, by greedy man, who is building down, building the L.A. subway system, and they're building down, they awaken the creature, and the creature comes up and attacks the city of Los Angeles, and specifically attacks a family business that's closing that night because of the greedy man, and the family, I play the, the son in the movie, and then my dad is played by a uh, Oscar, Golden Globe nominated actor Timothy Bottoms, and yeah, and then then every I mean, L.A. gets attacked and everything goes crazy. In the cool. world, it's cool because there's a comic book that's going to be a prequel and a graphic novel, and so we've really created. We did Comic Con uh, last year, so we've really created this world. It's a new thing that no one's ever seen.
1: Very cool. Okay. Yeah, for when I started reading um, the synopsis of it, I thought of like more like an industrialized version of uh, the swamp thing. I'm like, that sounds cool. That's definitely uh, <laughs> something I got to I got to check out. With a little bit
0: of Indiana Jones, a bit of Jaws, it's like Jaws on land. I mean, to say Jaws is like saying uh, you know it's reaching for the stars. So that's like the, the 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 most amazing like modern day horror thriller, but it's like Jaws on land where you don't, wherever you walk, you might be in danger because you might get stuck. And so it's like that. And I I love the idea, Paul, of, of taking horror movies are always about going to a remote location, isolating the characters, and then they get attacked no matter what. It could be underwater. It could be in the woods. It could be in an abandoned house. I mean, they're always like that. So I thought, we need, we, I want a horror movie that's in the middle of the city. It feels so more, much more real. If it's, it could be right there. It could be right there. It could be in Pittsburgh. It could be in Los Angeles. It's right in the middle of the city is where this happens and where people get attacked, which I just thought is cool because you don't see that as often, don't you think?
1: Yeah, definitely. Actually, that kind of leads into my next, my next question, which was, uh, what would you say is the most unique aspect of Tar?
0: I can actually say without a doubt, which is exciting – that the movie is unique. It's a little bit of a throwback to like an 80s horror film. Um, It's a little bit like thriller adventure and there's some archaeological aspects to it. And then it's also got gross out scary horror moments. So it's a bit of everything, all in this new world centered around the tar pits. So there's there's not one... It doesn't fit into any one category, although it can fit into every category. But there's... There's never been a movie done quite like it. There's never been a movie made about the tar pits in Los Angeles, which I feel grateful and lucky that we we thought of something new because right now we're in a world of retreads. Every single thing is a retread.
1: Oh, yeah, retread, remake, just um, adaptation of something that they should make an adaptation of. It's just not too much uniqueness.
0: Yeah, think of the – and you named some after. It's like we had Pirates of the Caribbean, 17 – we had Baywatch 97 with The Rock. We had uh, what it was last, Wonder Woman, which is supposed to be good, but Wonder Woman, which has been a TV show and she's been in movies and stuff. And then this week we get The Mummy again. It's like how many more retreads of things? I want new. Like that's why Get Out was so great because it was new. It was new and cool.
1: Exactly, it's like finding a reason to go to the movies nowadays is so difficult. It's like, do I really want to spend like sometimes up to like ten dollars just to watch the same thing? And that's without popcorn. Yeah, I like sixteen dollars. Oh wow, that's yeah.
0: Yeah, LA. It's uh, I got a I got a flight to Pittsburgh, so it's like three hundred dollars for the flight, but then it will only be ten dollars for the movie. So I'm saving six bucks with three hundred. So do the math. Yeah, it's probably a bad. Probably a bad investment.
1: It could be worse, right? I mean, I'm not great at math, but you know. Yeah, so that's uh, yeah. I'm just the retread
0: thing, man. It's it's it gets uh, it gets very exhausting to see all the same things. So the idea that we created a movie that still feels big, as cool cool everything, but it's new is uh, is exciting. And actually, everything that that I do, whether it's all the different films that that I've done, everything's always new, and it's always ideas that that rain true to my heart, That that, where there's something personal in it, because I think that's the only place I know where to come from. That's the only stuff I know, so why not make stuff about that? And hopefully people find it interesting.
1: Definitely. So going on kind of the opposite of like the retreads and the Hollywood stuff, um, what qualities do you think make a great film? And could you give us some examples of films that you would consider to be great?
0: Yeah. Uh, a great film to me is, it's, it doesn't matter the theme, it doesn't matter the topic, if there is a great story with great characters and great heart at its core, and that could be heart in a horror movie, that could be heart, That could, this could be anything from a romantic comedy like When Harry Met Sally to a drama like The Shawshank Redemption to a thriller like Jaws to a modern-day thriller like Get Out. These are all great movies. To a indie drama like Whiplash. Like all Every movie that I just said I think is a fantastic movie. They're all completely different, but they all have cool, unique stories with characters that I cared about. And once that happens, it's gold. It's gold, and it's gold that'll live on for years and decades because people will continue to relate to those characters and continue to fall in love with that story and that is uh the magic of movies is for two hours you take people to another place
1: definitely i always like to think that the best movies are films where you can tell the director and writer they had a story to tell and they weren't they're making it well partly for fun but partly because it was a story that they really felt needed to be told
0: yeah that's you know like a movie that we just did which is uh I can share the trailer with you. We just actually signed our theatrical deal. It's called Restoring Tomorrow, and it's a uh, – um, I think the post is the poster behind me? I think it's behind me. Yeah. Um,
1: it's actually wondering so, what that
0: was about. Yeah, so I mean the, L- the LA Times said good things about it because it says it on the poster. But the, the movie was a five-year – it's a docudrama. It's a documentary, but it's also a personal drama, and it's a personal uh, story where I find uh, – new meaning in my life, but on a bigger scale as it relates to a, a temple almost being destroyed and then being saved and rebuilt. And this story I wouldn't have thought would have been made a great movie like before you. I started doing it. But once I started doing it, I thought, oh, my gosh, this is a really interesting story that is really personal and really true. And then as we've shown it, people have reacted to it because it is so personal and they find a piece of themselves in the movie. And. From restoring tomorrow to tar, these stories are they're they're personal. It's pour, me pouring my heart out in some way, and then people hopefully react to it because they find a piece of themselves in it.
1: Definitely. On the opposite end of that, are there any films you enjoy that are kind of guilty pleasures? Movies <laughs> that you know aren't exactly great, but you know you like watching them anyways. Oh, tons!
0: There's some when they come on, it's like uh... But I think they're still great. That's the thing even though they're like they're not good movies they're uh they're still fantastic like like the old Jim Carrey movies I loved all of them the the Mask I mean the Mask is a pretty good movie the uh Ace Ventura uh Dumb and Dumber Dumb oh, yeah. and Dumber is, it's not probably considered what like beautiful art but it's so funny uh what was, Kingpin um all though like those i love then like um some more thriller horror stuff uh yeah what are a few years it'll it'll cue me in
1: well i tend to like films where either the director like knew they were doing something ridiculous and just kind of went with it or they had no idea and thought they were making like a work of art like there's a movie called um birdemic which the creator thought he was making this great um you know commentary on the environment but it is just awful like it's got these terrible <laughs> CGI birds like this guy pops in out of nowhere starts talking about the environment and it's so funny but it's like completely unintentional and there are films like um the room, what's that? the room, the
0: room is uh, the room I'm, I I yeah. met that guy last year the the maker of the room and actually James Franco's making a movie about that guy oh, but yeah. uh,
1: that's one of my favorites yeah. The root.
0: Yeah, that's I that I saw. That's I, I. wouldn't say that's a guilty pleasure, but I did guiltily enjoy myself watching it in the theater, paid yeah. money. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, but other guilty, I'm trying to think. Like, what's another guilty bad movie pleasure? Um, oh, there's one. This is going to be funny, kind of. There's a movie called National Lampoon Senior Trip. It was a National Lampoon movie, but like a terrible one. It's just awful. But it stars – it's Jeremy Renner in his first role. It has Tommy Chong as a bus driver. It is so dumb and so stupid and makes no sense, but it's so funny. And no one saw it, but for some, somehow I got a copy of it and then watched it ten times.
1: Wow. it's like the, the National Lampoon um, film that they like to forget, I guess. Yeah, they like to forget, but then I think they didn't realize at the time
0: they actually had – the star became a thing like ten years later in Jeremy Renner, who obviously is in all the Avengers and all that. What's his his character, uh Hawkeye? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I think so. So yeah, I love but even those, even the ones we're talking about, there's still a story there. Oh, even yeah. though it's a cuckoo crazy story, there's still a story that that had some passion in it.
1: Oh yeah. It kinda reminds me of how like George Clooney was in um Attack at the Killer Tomatoes and films like that before he made it big. It's like was he he was in that i'm 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 99% sure he was in it or at least made some kind of appearance in it i it wasn't like one of his fir- first films but it was like before he really became famous it's like uh the famous story actually
0: i did a uh, uh, uh shoot a thing with uh, kevin klein last year i think and um we were talking about the big chill which is a great movie that he did and I I asked him I said so what was it like cuz you had this star before he was a star Kevin Costner who got cut from the movie he was the dead person in it and he got cut and then he told me some stories about what that was like cuz you have Kevin Costner like pretty big star who's done a zillion things and he got cut from that movie I mean it's like these these little pieces of lore just are uh are
1: fun Oh yeah most definitely so you got cut as Playing a corpse, that's um, – it's kind of You've a slap of the face. I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard of it. It's like on my very long list of um to-watch films. Oh, I have that in my notes pad in, in my
0: iPhone. I have uh, movies, and it's like 150 movies. But you want to get to them at some point, right?
1: Oh, yeah, because the list is going to keep growing. It's um, an impossible well, task.
0: The Big Chill, though, it's pretty fantastic. It's got – Who, Goldblum, Jeff Goldblum, like, Young, Kevin Kline, Glenn Close. There's so many. It's like the cast is all people who were young who became big people.
1: That's pretty cool. That's always awesome to see where people end up and kind of where they start at. Yeah, exactly. So what advice would you give to somebody who wants to create their own film?
0: Yeah. You know, I get asked the advice question a lot and or, or people ask um, what do you recommend as my, as your path as a path to, to get movies made or to get stuff off the ground. And what I've always done is, and, and I really do believe this is there is no answer. And anyone who says that there is a path and there is a way to make it happen or to do it is lying to you. It is a flat out lie. There is no path. The only path is to follow your heart and keep pushing for what you believe in. And then I believe you'll make your own luck and luck will happen because if pa- passion breeds – like passion makes things happen. And uh, there, so there isn't any one way to get it done. It's just passion, passion, passion. And the word, the word no – should only be thought of as, okay, good, that's going to lead to an even better yes.
1: That's really good advice. I I like that a lot. Thank you. (laughs) So this next question, it's um, a little strange, but it's a question we ask everybody we interview. It's um, a question my my co-host and I debate a lot, and it's, um, what is your opinion on hairless cats?
0: Hairless cats. I think they're uniquely... Oddly, beautifully disgusting.
1: That was that was poetic. I like that. Um. <laughs> I
0: I wouldn't want one. I like cats. I have I've I've had grew up having cats and and I have a cat, but I hairless uh, cats are that weird thing that when you see it, it's cute, but when you get closer, it's really disturbing. But there's still a cuteness to it. But I also think there could be a movie that's just called the Hairless Cat. There you go. Might be a porn.
1: Pro- probably is, but I'm not sure if I'll um, I'll search that on a computer that's not mine. <laughs> don't yeah, really want that on my search, uh, search.
0: You go. Uh, you, you don't don't use your wife's computer either.
1: Oh yeah, she she would not not
0: appreciate that too much.
1: I swear, <laughs> it's for research. It's for the podcast, honey.
0: No, you just say Aaron Wolf. Asked me to research if there was a porn called hairless cats. It's
1: like, oh well, if you put it that way, then of course. Yeah. <laughs> Good. I want more weird questions. I like it. Yeah. Whenever I think of hairless cats, I always um, I always think that if I if I get one, uh, Jeff Goldblum is going to come and start telling me was it ethical to bring these things back? You know, have we gone too far with humanity? <laughs> like, he's always think of Jurassic Park and that. Like when they're talking about the how ethical it was. It's like did we go too far?
0: The, <laughs> the ethical nature of hairless cats. What's another like? Another animal that I think is funny is gigantic dogs.
1: Oh, like the um, like the big ones, like um, ones that like basically just flop around, like and um, like what are those called? Um, the like the one from um, have you ever seen the The Sandlot?
0: Yeah, like that dog. That dog is so huge, and I just think. And I see people walking around with them sometimes. It's kind of like that funny scene from, I think it's 101 Dalmatians, the old movie where it's like the person's walking with the dog and they look the same. Yeah. And the gigantic dogs, I just think, what was it in this person where they thought, I want a gigantic dog? Like, they're not really cute. They're, they're just kind of gigantic. Like, they're super tall. There's actually a neighbor of mine who has one and he's really tall and lanky kind of old and uh and he has a gigantic skinny tall old dog and i look at them and it's like wait you guys who bought who did the dog <laughs> buy the guy or did the guy buy the dog
1: they found each other it's like it's like fate sometimes it's fate
0: yeah so gigantic dogs next next person you interview you can ask them what do you think of gigantic
1: dogs that is a good one i think i'm gonna add that to my uh, list of questions from now on so where can people watch tar once it um comes up well there's a lot so tar is is is
0: cool because there's going to be a lot of things going on with tar right now tar the movie one second it's uh the phone is ringing and i'm going to one second no one is here right now to grab it They got it. I hope you can pause your podcast or.
1: Oh yeah. I'm, I'm just going to edit that part out. The beauty Great. Um, of recording so, stuff. so, uh, uh, oh,
0: so back to tar. So what tar, I'll get, I'll give a little more backstory of it too, just so you have more of that. Um, tar. So some little more pieces about it. The cast, I, I think you've touched on it, but um, I'm one thing I'm excited about with this movie is we have a cast of people that you wouldn't norm who you've seen in a lot of movies, but they have not been in a movie like this. Uh, we have uh, Timothy Bottoms, who is a guy that I've watched his stuff over uh, a zillion years, include I mean, like I don't know how much you know his work, but he was the star of like the Last Picture Show. Star of uh, Paper Chase, the star of uh, Johnny. What was the movie uh, Johnny? There's a World War II movie that he did that's fantastic. That was on the blacklist, and then there, the uh, Dalton Trumbo movie. Um, and then he did uh, lately, more recently, did that show. That's my Bush. Um, if I you remember, remember that, that
1: one. Show. The one made by um, Matt Stone Trey Parker. He was Bush. Ah, uh, nice. Now I know exactly who you're talking about. It's like, yeah. All these great films, but then that that's where I recognize them from that's where all the, I know all these classic like
0: academy award nominated things and then the the thing that Paul likes is that's my Bush. and uh another uh movie that could also be a porn
1: that's true and probably is
0: and probably is and then he did another movie he did like maybe eight years ago that was gr- really good where he's um the dad is uh girl next door I saw um, that
1: one yeah no, I know exactly what you're talking about.
0: So we have him. We have Graham Greene, who people know from like Die Hard and um, Dances with Wolves and stuff. But he plays this crazy character in our movie. So that's really cool. We have Max Perlick, who's an amazing character actor who's in like Blow and uh, Cliffhangers. So we have this these old older uh, classic great actors with the, and their work I've loved my whole life. And then we have a lot of younger people. We have one of the girls from Fault in Your Stars, someone from Guardians of the Galaxy, Nicole Shipley. Uh, so our cast is filled with all these great actors who add something very unique and different. Tiffany Shepus, who's kind of a scream queen, but she, does, she doesn't do that role in this. Um, and oh, then we have this great, we have the, the Selena Gomez of Indonesia has a part in our movie. Her name is Chinta Laura Kiel. And uh, she's in it. And if you look her up, she's got like seven zillion followers. And I I got a lot more followers uh, from Indonesia with people writing me in Indonesian because they love her. Um, So I love that about this film. And then we're doing, as I said, a graphic novel with Action Lab Comics. that's going to be coming out in the next several months that gives the backstory. And then this is in the middle. And then we've also written the sequel already. And the movie is, I believe, we think going to be. We're we're working on the actual release date, but it we think is going to be coming to theaters in the fall. Um, TBD, depending on um, on dates and when the uh, people releasing it decide is best to put it in the theaters. And up until then, on Tar the movie on Facebook, on Twitter, on um, Instagram, Tar the movie is uh like our handle for everything, and we keep updating on different things. There's also been like tar sightings in Los Angeles, like tar has been washing up on the beaches, and so we always update like is it real or is it the movie? I don't know
1: <laughs> that's awesome
0: and then and I update all the time with the goings on like we did mm-hmm. comic con last year um and and just different things that are happening with the film on my social so uh I'm at the Aaron Wolf on all Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, Facebook, Face Twitter, Face My My Facebook, I don't know. All the different I'm on on all that stuff. I always am updating about the different uh different things going on with uh with Tar and what uh, what you can expect about the next like the trailer release all that
1: stuff. Very cool. That was actually going to be my next question, which was uh, where can we follow you to learn more about Tar and all the entire evolution of this franchise. It's is sound even better as it goes along.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: it's uh, it's gonna.
0: Oh wait, I'll show you this thing that I have right here. Actually, look at this. This was in, at Comic Con because we did one of those panels, and then uh, we gave this away, which you can't. You your listeners can't see it, but it's a it's like a, a newspaper. That is actual real articles for everyone who's listening. It's real articles. And it's a newspaper that says tar oozes from below Los Angeles city on high alert. And it's actual quotes from articles in the LA times lately or on CNN from reports of tar spottings and sightings. That's so awesome. Cool. And so I update always I'll, I'll I'll put stuff out or on the tar at tar, the movie on Twitter and Instagram, we always are putting these updates up and then at the Aaron Wolf, I update constantly about just fun stuff going on with the franchise, with what, what you can expect with the graphic novel, with all the different things going on as we build this world out because our hope, and I hope your, your listeners, uh, um, start following because it's, it is going to be a new world, a unique world. And the characters are fun and kooky and crazy. And the, uh, the, the the care of the I'm not going to give away anything now, but the, I'll just say that um, we were much more into practical rather than digital. Ah, so
1: I always like what,
0: that. What's that?
1: I always like that. I I love um, practical effects. Uh, so there's always a charm to it.
0: There's a charm, or maybe it's actually real. That's true. But uh, ah. I, I yes. Yeah, so there. So that's another just neat thing about this world is we're, we're doing it a little bit the old school way, which I feel is actually new school because the old school way is so see it so much or the new school way we see so much.
1: It's funny the way that works. It's like all oh, this advanced technology and eh, you know, we've seen it.
0: Yeah, we've seen it. So how many times do you need to see a digital world in the background and you can tell kind of, but you go along with it. The one, the one movie of the, of this, type that i think is a great franchise is the the new planet of the apes i think that they're actually great and they're all digital but those can't man that's cool i don't have you seen those dawn of the planet all the Uh, the i think
1: those are there's a couple films i've i've been debating watching since they came out just because i'm such a huge fan of the original that like it's like i kind of want to see it but at the same point i don't but yeah i'll probably check it out at some point
0: i recommend it just be like those are movies that actually do justice to the story and the and the characters and you you care about the apes but you care about the people but it's just they're brilliant they're really really cool and the new one looks great and i think that that's one where it's a retread but they they did add something different to it um there's no uh what's his name uh heston there's no Charlton Heston, but uh that would be hard to do because he's dead. A but bit,
1: yeah.
0: Or they could do it. They do that. They they re uh, they'll digitize people. So they could digitize Charlton Heston for the new one. But there's the new one I think has Woody Harrelson as the the big star of it. But they're great. I recommend those. They're very cool. Definitely.
1: And correctly. they take
0: place in the city. Like the city gets destroyed. Huh.
1: I like when think when uh, movies take place in the cities because it's just like a place where you wouldn't expect something real crazy to be um dwelling so that's yeah.
0: right and then it uh and then it happens and you're like oh my gosh this could be right under me
1: plus it's like there's so many tall buildings there's so many like just it's so cluttered that you're like how do I get out of this like if you're in the country it's like well I will just run in one direction for you know an hour and hope I can outpace <laughs> whatever this is but in the city, like, um, you know, they could be in any store or behind any building, you know, buildings could be falling and all that. So it's definitely like, a yeah. um, different kind of thing.
0: Yeah. That's why, uh, with this, I won't even tell you how some people get out and some people don't, but there's, where do you run if it's a city? I mean, you can run forever, but you'll eventually get caught because it's a city. You can't hide behind a tree.
1: That's true. Well, since you said most of it's uh, practical effects, um, we may have started a conspiracy theory that maybe some of the deaths are real. Oh.
0: I think I all I know is that some of the people that I quote unquote worked with I have never seen again. Bum bum bum. Bum bum bum. Dun, <laughs> dun dun dun. So it's uh yeah, like I mean what do you think? Like when I when I tell you about the uh the movie, what what is the element that you're most curious about?
1: I'm like curious about like exactly like what kind of creatures are going to come out of the tar and like just how they're going to go about like a- attacking people and things like that. Like, um, will be like, um, like you said, like you said that like in this real life tar pit, they are like more prehistorical kind of things, right? Like that. So it can be basically anything. It's just, um, existed for thousands of years and is pissed. And uh, I mean, for all I know, um, um, like Godzilla could pop out or something like that. So it's like, it, it seems like a film or like anything, could ha- like it's very concentrated in story, but like the scope just seems very big. And I'm definitely an exciting prospect on that.
0: Yeah, that's, you nailed it, man. You are getting it. That's what's cool is that there, the scope is there. And when you see the, the movie and you, you read the comics before, it's uh the world is uh, expansive and a lot, you'll see a lot happen, and then a lot more is going to happen.
1: Definitely cool. I've noticed that, like, I, I, I like films that take place as a as comic is coming out, like um, all these Marvel movies that are trying to add adapt be adaptations of comics, but I like when they're both different entities and they're not trying to compete. They'll kind of, like, complement the story, so I definitely think that's a cool direction to go in.
0: That's what this is. It's like, we didn't do the prequel because the movie is present day, but the prequel is telling about the lore of what happened before this. It's the, the prequel starts in like the prehistoric times and, and start, I won't give away much, but it's, it, it tells you about characters that you're going to meet in the movie. And it tells you about characters that you're not going to meet in the movie because they may or may not have survived. Uh. And, but it gives you all this backstory, so then when you get to the movie, if you just go see the movie, you'll understand what's going on in the movie. But if you learn about this, you'll learn a lot more, and you'll understand a lot more about the backstory and who these people are and why they maybe are behaving the way they're behaving.
1: Definitely, kind of like builds more of a world. Like, I'm I'm normally not a big fan of prequels because. Um... I don't think I've seen a prequel that I liked to be honest, but I like when prequels are taking place, like at the same time and, um, it's not trying to just be like, well, this worked. Sure. Why not let's expand it. Like, I think that's definitely a good direction to go in and definitely excited to, to, to follow up on it. Like the comic, the, um, the film and just everything that sounds very cool.
0: Yeah. Everyone needs to follow along on, again, the Aaron Wolf is my thing. And then, uh, Tar the movie, and we're Howling Wolf Productions, Howling Wolf Prod. We also update on that because uh, why not? Why not update on everything exactly. and keep people, uh, keep people? And you're right that with uh, with prequels, uh, what is the one? I just saw a trailer for Spider Man Homecoming, uh... and and it's about Spider Man when he was a kid or when he was young. But isn't that the exact same thing as the Spider Man with Tobey Maguire, where you see him as a high school student or whatever it's like except this spider-man is even littler it just i i'm like man like and i like the first spider-man but why so is that even a is that a prequel to that prequel or is he in like a different younger school where he also becomes
1: spider-man like i don't i get lost i'm like yeah i (laughs) do It's kind of like with Batman. It's like there's so many great Batman films. when they remember there right there's like a new like one starting, like a new series. It's like I already know what happens. His parents get shot. Yeah. He becomes Batman. You know, that's the story. It's like it may be cool, spoiler but spoiler like, alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. He
0: becomes Batman.
1: Whoa, no way! I hear, I hear his <laughs> parents get killed.
0: He's a Joker. <laughs> spoiler uh, two, two spoilers. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, that's, I agree. It's like, um, so that's why this and, and then our new movies that we're, we're making two other movies, a comedy actually. And, um, same thing, new concepts, new ideas, new that we haven't seen before. And I'm excited about those too. It's just, it's always, I I want, my goal is always to bring something new with everything I create so that people can be reacting positive or negative ways, but at least they're seeing something new and they're seeing something that's like oh that's cool that's a different that's interesting i hate that but i hate that because it's new and i don't like it like whatever just as i want to i want to make people feel
1: oh yeah and if it's a failure it's your failure it's like it's um it's something you wanted to do and in a way it's like even if it if it doesn't do well like in box office it's still a success cuz it's your vision
0: and that's the thing once you made a movie no matter what or once you create any form of art uh and movies are an art form Once you've created that art form, what I think is so amazing about it is it can start with a little idea in your head and by the time it's finished and it's done and it's created, that lives forever. That piece of art lives forever, whether people love it or hate it, it lives forever and it's something that you've done that is a completed piece of work and it started with just an idea. And to me, that's magical.
1: Oh, yeah. So there you have it, B-Movie Fans, Tar, a horror-thriller film about creatures that may or may not live beneath the tar pits in California. Directed by Aaron Wolf and produced by Howling Wolf Productions. By the way, awesome production, production company, and I really like that. So, um, Oh,
0: thank you, yeah. yeah. Howling Wolf Productions, man. We're, uh, we, we do a lot of different uh, – we tell stories of all different types.
1: Yeah, I can always appreciate a good um, production company name. Um, recently, I had somebody on the show. There's was um, Space Camp um, Productions. I'm like, I love that. I'm mad that's I didn't funny. come up with that.
0: <laughs> that's funny. Space Camp Productions brings a lot of different thoughts. Yeah, I came up with the Howling Wolf Productions, I think, in high school. I was like, I'm Howling Wolf Productions. And there was no reason for it, except I thought it was cool. And I liked the idea of having a film strip come from a wolf that howls. And my last name is Wolf. So it just was like, that's what we're going to be. And, uh, I'm glad it's, it's worked out.
1: Definitely. It also reminds me of, um, I guess there's some company I always see in movies, like, um, bad robot productions. It's like, I just like the idea of thinking of a robot just like messing with people. Like not, Ah. not not like an evil robot, but just like a robot just like, you know, knocking people down and, you know, um, just causing mischief, like a proper
0: child robot.
1: There you go. Now that, that's an idea. That's, um.
0: Problem child robot. <laughs> People adopt a robot in the future only for it to become a misbehaving robot. Oh, my gosh. That movie would make upwards of $5,000. <laughs> it's
1: like it's not, not, it was made not by an evil scientist, but just a kind of a scientist who's just kind of a dick. He made his just yeah. kind of a dick.
0: <laughs> the Brick Scientist. That's also a good movie. Hey. We're coming up. We have just... We have just come up with multiple brilliantly bad movie ideas.
1: Oh, yeah. And those are the best kind.
0: Those are the best kind. Well, uh, this is fun, man. Any, if, any other questions or whatever? I look forward to following up with you
1: guys. And Definitely. And um, well, that's about it for the questions. But, um, yeah, thanks for joining today. It's been a lot of fun talking, uh, not only about the film, but just about uh, movies in general.
0: Yeah, it's movies are uh, – I could talk about movies for hours and hours and hours and hours, but I guess for this, we'll be done.
1: Sounds good.